swim against the tide. It's one of the more common ideas you'll hear in the world of motivational speaking. Do your own thing. Don't follow the crowd. Zig when others zag. You've heard stuff like this before, but hearing it is one thing. Doing it is something else. In the real world, it takes some courage to swim against the tide, especially in the middle of a health pandemic. Over the past year, we've all heard the stories about businesses downsizing, shedding employees. We've wondered, especially in real estate where so much of your work happens on the go, we've wondered if offices are even necessary anymore. Today, you're going to meet an agent who spent the past year swimming against the tide and doing it in spectacular fashion. He didn't just grow his business, he added 100 agents and opened nine offices in the span of 12 months, and he has no plans to stop growing anytime soon. It's the story of Kenny Trung and the appropriately named Fast Real Estate. This is The Walkthrough. Hello, hello. My name's Matt McGee. I'm the editor of Homelight's Agent Resource Center. Welcome to The Walkthrough. This is a weekly podcast. We have new episodes that come out every Monday morning. This is the show where you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents and industry experts in the country. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're on a journey to find out how great agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. If you want to get involved in the show or get in touch with me, there's a couple different ways you can do that. Number one, find me in our Facebook listener community. Just go to Facebook, do a search for Homelight Walkthrough. It'll come right up. You can also leave a voicemail or send me a text. The number to use is 415-322-3328. Or you can send an email directly to my inbox. The address to use is walkthrough at homelight.com. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, hire slow, fire fast. Heck, that phrase has come up a few times in our 50-some-odd episodes of The Walkthrough. Some of you may recall hearing that. Kenny Trung didn't listen to those episodes. And good thing, too, because if he had listened and followed that advice, things would probably be really, really different for him today. Here's the story. Early last year, Kenny was with Climb Real Estate, an innovative, independent brokerage based in San Francisco. You may have heard about them in the news. When Realogy bought Climb and folded it into Coldwell Banker, Kenny had some decisions to make. Go to Coldwell, go to another big franchise brand, find another indie brokerage to join, or even go out on his own. I'll tell you what he chose in just a moment. Two months after all of those changes, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. I know I don't need to remind you what that was like. The shutdowns, the debate over whether you're essential, and all that stuff. Fast forward to today. Kenny's business is soaring. The choice he made? Well, he's with EXP, and he's built a successful brand based on speed. The brand name is Fast Real Estate, and Kenny has his own team inside of that called Team Fast. They did $127 million in volume last year, and they're on pace for $600 million in volume this year. With numbers like that, you probably won't be surprised to know that Kenny is a Homelight Elite agent. He's part of the 
top 1% of agents on our platform. On today's show, Kenny is going to share this incredible story of growth, rapid growth. You'll hear him talk about why and how he added 100 agents in 12 months, the strategic approach that he's taking to finding new office space, his really, really unique open book approach to recruiting agents, and much, much more. That's all coming up, and then stay tuned to the very, very end of today's show. I have a one-more-minute segment that I will share with you. For now, let's get started. 100 agents and nine offices in one year, a pandemic year. Here's my conversation with Kenny Trung. Take me back to last March, a year ago, and I want to know what your mindset was. Did you intentionally set out to grow your team so large so quickly? I think some part of me knew that I'd be growing it. Um, some background information, I was at Climb Real Estate prior to this company. Um, I, th- I think that company has peaked, maybe had like 270 agents or so. They, uh, they got acquired by really Gene in the third year I was there. In the fifth year, they folded the company into... Back, they, they shut down the brand. I think they just took what they need to learn from and brought the Coal Banker and it kind of boosted, gave a lot of life into that brand. Um, at that company, my five years here, I recruited close to 70 agents to the company. So I've naturally been doing this for, for out of my last company. Um, so when I started doing here, like it was it wasn't like something I intentionally went on my way to do. I just naturally attract people um, through social media and how I how I practice business. Um, so I had, I had a feel, I mean, I was planting seeds. I knew that the more exposure you have, the more influence you have, the more influence you have, you can leverage that into something, which is typically attracting agents to the company. So that was not my original, like direct, I'm going to grow a massive team. In fact, um, I have my workbook from Tom Ferry summit two years ago, technically. And I wrote in that book, I want to have 20 team members on my team. I want to do a million GCI, you know, not even that, just GCI. But then I, so my, my, my big picture was like, I'm gonna have 20 agents on my team. Uh, so no, this, this, what I built out was not, I mean, later on we were in action. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this, get to hundred. And now like, okay, let's get to 250. So, so I was like setting goals for yourself. We were going so fast. Like, well, I have 40 now, might as well go for 80 and hundred. So in it, back in March, no, not, not even like any interest in growing a hundred agent operation. It sounds, well, it also sounds ridiculous. You you knew you were going to grow, but there it wasn't like you had a, a line item on your on your goal sheet. You know, reach a hundred agents by such and such date. It just happened. Yeah, for sure. So you have added about a hundred agents over the last twelve months in a time of you know real uncertainty in the real estate market because of the pandemic and all that going on. Why have you grown so large so fast? You know, like when things all shut down, companies can't do anything. You can't do staging. You can't do open houses. You can't show homes. Everyone was at a standstill. I think what I did really effectively was I got lucky enough to be on two big masterminds with top producers because uh, people were starting, you know, to put together things. Uh, but I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. What if I did my own? And during that time, simultaneously from March to June, March to May, yeah, March to um, early June, things were kind of calming down. Um, I got featured on a little over 35 webinars and I also put on about 35 webinars myself, um, hosting like different topics, like top 1% Alameda County, top 1% Contra Costa County, top teams, uh, team leaders in California, top teams across the nation, team rich models, tech tools, kind of like my own little Inman startup kind of thing. Yeah. So <laughs> during that time, 
I did massive, massive. At one time, we had like 250 people on these uh, masterminds or webinar. And I promoted the heck out of that and had people on the calls promote the heck out of that. And then I, I live streamed from Zoom to Facebook and I tagged every single person on those calls. So every time we had a webinar, there was like 26, 12, 12 to 20 different people, mostly local top agents that were featured. So I was able to put myself out there. Like there's really no one in the Bay Area if they're on Facebook that didn't know who I am because I tagged every single person that was a top producer in my market. Um, so during that time, I got to really showcase what I knew about real estate because uh, I think a lot of times people think I just go to these big conferences and party all day and refer, <laughs> but I actually know things. Uh, so it's kind of cool to really like showcase that. And and for these things, it's kind of interesting. We have 16 to 20 people on the call, you know, and the things are an hour to 90 minutes long. I'm only speaking for like five minutes, but I put it together. So I got to moderate the conversations and, and kept it moving. So that early on, that got me a lot of exposure. So I think when you fast forward to June, July, when things were still at a standstill, very, uh, cor- especially corporate brokers were very <clears throat> careful about, you know, don't do this or, you know, stay in your homes, be safe, all that. You know, we were a little bit bold. So I think agents were tired and were looking for leadership or some advice or some strategy or something, right? It sounds like the beginning of the pandemic being visible on all these webinars in the community with other agents, that was sort of sort of the impetus that attracted people to you, got your, got your name, got your visibility uh, in, in your local agent community. In June, when I hired my first independent agent, I supported them more like a broker than a team. So being able to kind of grow that and have different options for people coming in, layer on top of what I was building out on Slack, um, you know, social media is how many, many agents grew their business last year. Since open houses still to this, to this day right now are not legal. Door knocking is not legal, but some people are doing it. You know, you still can't hang out with people. We just, we're just in red tear, which is the first tear. We reset back in December because cases spiked, went back down, shut back down. Now we're still in the very first tear. Things are opening up second tear. So during that time, like being on social media was a really great way to get in front of people. And as we were kind of working into the business last year, we were we were very, very busy and people caught wind and saw that we were very busy and we were keeping a really tight culture and having a lot of fun. And people came to the office with, you know, f- with their discretion and they, they came and then we, we continued to grow and build while everyone else is shut down. And by August, I think I had like 80 agents and we're picking up 10 to 15 agents a month. And then I think we ended the year in, no, if I count onboarding kind of in that little gray area of two weeks when people are coming on applying, we were about 90 agents deep in January, but fast forward a year, March now, like we are about roughly about like 115 agents. Let me jump in here to add some background on what you just heard. Kenny mentioned that he hired his first independent agent last June. And of these 100 new agents overall that he's added in the past year, some are part of his team and some are not. So here's the scoop. Kenny is with EXP, as I mentioned earlier. He runs his company with two different business models. He has fast real estate, which operates like a brokerage within the EXP brokerage. About 70 of his agents are part of that model. They're the independent agents. Then he also has Team Fast, which is his own team. The other 45 or so agents are part of that. Now, dramatically growing his agent count wasn't the only way that Kenny swam against the tide over the past year. At a time when many brokers and many agents were wondering if you'd ever need offices again, Kenny went from having zero offices 
to nine right now. He grabbed office number one last June, and since then, he's added a mix of big offices and small offices, even a couple co-working spaces. Oakland is still home base, but fast real estate is expanding out to smaller towns and cities in the East Bay. His most recent office, in fact, just opened a couple months ago in Sacramento. As we get back to the conversation, Kenny explains that he's been choosing each office location in a very strategic way. So these city retail spaces in Hayward and Hercules and Brentwood are all next to all the new construction, are all next to the new apartment buildings. Uh, they're not areas which big brands like a Cobalt Banker or Compass has that much interest in going because they're not major metro. But we're going where, where the secondary markets are. So one thing I learned from Climate Real Estate, probably what the exact slogan was, but you know, they grew in District 9 in San Francisco and they went to well over a billion dollar company. It's like, you no. Know, um, something like you're, you're a first home or something, but climate, climate real estate agents were like along the path with you as you're growing your life. So they capture a lot of the repeat business. So we're going to these new markets to kind of capture that business because our agents are there and our buyers are there. So when the market, give me three or four years, we'll pick up a ton of the listings in those like secondary markets. I'm glad you mentioned all that because I was, I was intending to ask, where are you putting all these people? And it sounds like if I heard you right, one office a year ago, you are you're now working on what the ninth or tenth office and strategically targeting developing areas. The the coring spaces are exclusively for our team team, but then the bigger box areas are the secondary market, which we're trying to attract other agents to either join our team or EXP. And I'm having these big hubs as like um and the strategy behind that too is also not only because they're secondary markets where our clients are going to, but also where we became the first uh, Zillow Flex team in East Bay. Um, and they showed this really cool heat map of where you're going to get leads at. And Pinot was dark, dark green, which is right next to Hercules, five minutes away. And then Antioch was dark green, which is right next to Brentwood. And then uh, San Ramon, we're not quite in San Ramon yet. It's a really niche high-end market, but we're, we're look, we looked at a space over there in WeWork, but we weren't quite ready yet. So we're being smart about agent, um, buyer, buyer, um, ex- buyer movement, one, where our agents live and play at two and three Zillow flex. And just so happens they land on all these three hubs. So we're growing where business is going to be coming a lot versus fighting for the same business. You know, the piece of pie has striked a lot in the city of Oakland or, you know, Berkeley or whatnot over here. So we're going pretty far with our geographic reach. How do you describe the fast agent team culture? Um, it's a very fun, dynamic, fast paced culture. Like our, our median age is probably like 29, but we have people like all, all across the board. Um, and we speak, I, don't know, I think, I think we speak like 18 different languages. We're super supportive of each other. We use Slack for everything. So there's like, like tons of messages popping in and out all day on Slack. And, you know, everyone knows each other from Zoom. There's like many times I met agents in real life and out, like, wait, we haven't actually met yet. I stop and think like, wait, shake hands. Cause like, we've been talking on Zoom so much. We're just doing things you're supposed to do, but people were slow to pivot. I mean, I don't, you hear that word a lot, but we were truly pivoting. We experimented things like, hey, let's just keep a Zoom room open all day. And it went well for a couple of weeks. So like, you know what? This is not very practical. My, at that time, my director operations was overwhelmed. Like people just hop in and talk all day, which is fun, right? Building, keeping in culture. And later on, we kind of adjusted over time. Uh, we ended up starting, we started doing, uh, probably by July, we started doing weekly team meetings on Tuesdays at 10. I can't actually go back, I should know this, but we started having weekly team meetings. So they were fun, kind of fun. It was a lot of rah-rah, shouting each other out. And that brought a lot of excitement. I think later on, maybe around like October, 
we started having like open Zoom room, 12 to one people come in, they just hang out, talk to each other, the culture, right? Keep building culture. And then on Fridays at three, three o'clock, they were pretty well attended early on where like maybe like 15 people came on on Friday, three o'clock. We just have open training on anything, whether it's a CMA or like best strategy or email template, just open discussion. Now we don't really do that as much anymore, even though we had that because the Zoom room keeps that conversation open throughout the week when people ask things and then we record everything. So we have a huge database of things for people to uh, watch and read. Would all of this have been possible without a really strong team culture? I don't think so. I think you, you need a good foundation. So our core 10 or 12 is, is kind of the heart of company. And we have like great uh, agents on my team. Do we've always been great at gathering people when we don't hear from people. This was our last company. He'll text them just checking in. So having that was was a big part of our growth. And then, and then you know, we're, we're posting on social media what we're doing. We're having fun. We're we have Zoom calls. Other people are like, wait, my company doesn't have these Zoom calls except to give us, you know, things to tell us to stay out of trouble, right? You know, I don't know, like the policies and up CR updates. Like that's not really that fun. You love getting testimonials from past clients. A great testimonial tells the world what it's like to work with you. It helps you convert leads into clients and helps you grow your business. We love getting testimonials from listeners like you. Your review tells the world what the walkthrough is like. It helps us grow and get better, too. So when today's show is over, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Thanks from all of us at Homelight. Who are the agents you've added? Are they mostly new? Are they experienced? Have they come from other offices? If you guys check out jointeamfast.com, you can actually see our entire roster. You can see their name, phone number, Instagram handle, email address, which company they came from, who their ESP sponsor is, and um, whether they're a new agent or not. So on our roster, about 25 our agents are brand new. So a quarter of our company is brand new. Um, and many, we're, we're attracting, we, we originally, you know, like as a newer team or company, you, you're, if you don't have much market share or influence, you're attracting new agents. New agents are the easiest people to attract, right? Because they, they're shopping and you have something decent, they're going to land with you. During that phase, when you start bringing on solo in, uh, independent agents, you know, other independent agents caught wind, especially top agents that were like open house space with no business. We were still paying for Zillow. Um, like two, we were in two grand spend in January, by the way. We actually decreased like crazy. But then it was so good. We kept increasing our spend because we were getting our eye on it. Agents were looking to us. Uh, like one company with over, I think, 25 agents. I, I say acquired, but they're going to be like, we, they moved over to Compass and were powered by Compass. Uh, eight of their agents left and we picked up like six of them. Maybe seven, I think. And then two left went completely independent. Um, so as agents were moving around, uh, very unhappy with their current brokerage, you know, there's a lot of movements last, last year. We were, we were a top contender, at least, at least have that, to at least have that conversation with people. Um, so we, we've been getting a lot of seasoned agents. In fact, uh, probably between November and now, we probably picked up like six or seven people doing well for, I don't know, $8 million a year. We're starting, the more, the more, we have proof of success with our agents showing these new agents are crushing it. The more seasoned agents are coming over, like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm already doing well. Why are these new agents doing better than us? And then they come to our meeting. Uh, we have a really amazing team meeting every Tuesday and everything's recorded. So any agents shopping us are going to check it out. So we've been doing a great job getting uh, much, much more experienced agents right now. So, so an agent that, that is not currently with you can just tune in to this, this Tuesday meeting just to sort of get a flavor of what's going on. 
Yeah, last Tuesday was our, our most well-attended meeting. We had about 84 people on. Imagine we only have like a little over 100 agents and a lot of part-timers. So really, we have 90 agents, but to have 84 people in a meeting is a pretty big deal. Last week, I think we had like 14 guests, um, 12 that I know about. because we, we shout out the guests too if they, if they are okay with it, unless they want to remain anonymous because for various reasons. Um, we did that. So guests come on. They love the energy. And then our, our funnel, our incubation funnel, I've shown many people how we do it. Is our Slack is very exciting. Slack, I, that's how where every communication is for a company. So rather than me t- tell someone what the culture is and talk about it, come to our Slack, see every message that goes through. You can see how our company operates. And then at, uh, either before or after Slack, we get them on a team meeting and they get a taste of the culture. And then we actually have every single meeting recorded since August. So we send them that. So our means like literally like we're converting people before they even hop on the call with us. When they hop on the call with us, they see the format of our meetings. The meetings is always... Um, drop your wins in the channel. We high, starts off to really high energy. Uh, then we have a quick learning moment. And then we recognize every t- uh, Asian that got an escrow th- uh, in that week. This week was our biggest week yet. Every week is our biggest week yet. We had 24 new escrows at uh, about $18 million in the last seven days. So everyone, one by one, goes through their escrow, how they got it, you know, whatever that looks like. We recognize them. And then we always give a shout out to one cool story of the week. This story of the week, this week's like Dewey's first million dollar deal. Someone bought their mom a house. Um, like just different things that are like usually... Uh, emotional, so really cool, and just get, keeps the energy very high. Then we talk like um, new training for the week, um, and then at the end we kind of like have a big question. Today was like, what? Well, today was a really funny question in the lifestyle. So my sales manager leads a meeting. He has high energy. We we have not quite at this level. Feels like if there's a chapter in your real estate life, what would be called? And everyone drops in something funny. Last week was like, you know, what's one marketing plan you're working on, or what's one thing like? So it's something cool. So it's just the pace. I. The pace of the meeting is really high energy. We try to knock it out within like a, an hour. So between letting pers- prospective agents tune into the weekly meeting, see what you're, what's going on in your Slack. I mean, you're taking a, just a total open book approach to this. Yeah. What I've learned is full transparency is the best way. Because then, then rather like the, I was trying to explain everything in, in the traditional, whether you're a talking to, I don't know, Cole Banker or Keller Williams or whatnot, right? For you to sit down, you don't have any experience at a company. They they only have a half an hour to an hour to pitch you. It's hard to talk. Like, do you talk about splits? Do you talk about this? Well, we we have everything laid out front. Our our splits, our offices, our team meetings, our um, exp stuff, the article why I picked this company. So like everything's laid out. So by the time, hopefully by the time someone actually checks us out, they spent like I don't know five six hours at least. They can even spend thirty hours. And they won't know everything there is about our company because it's all laid out. So ideally, they spend multiple hours. And by the time we meet, like, so, hey, what questions do you have? Great. Have you watched our meeting? Okay, do you understand the culture? Like, yeah, like, this is something I'm looking for. We're looking for collaboration and support and communication and cool marketing. Like, okay, great. Because I can't name another company in my market that's, that has that, which is crazy, right? Because every, every company has a set culture or a good for them, like a good brand, like KW. And like the KW offices here have like three, 400 agents and they do really well. But you know what you know what you're expecting when you go there. You know what you're expecting if you're going to DXG. You know typically know what you're expecting when you compass KW. But there's not many indie boutiques anymore, and I consider us an indie boutique. And then we're we're establishing what what our brand is. You have a very recognizable brand as well in your market. Has that been a help in terms of recruiting agents in? Yeah, huge. I'm, I I have a hundred. I had a hundred bus benches in Oakland. I just chose this logo back there. So. It's a pretty well-known brand. Last last year, when we grew in the brand, we grew uh, hashtag Team Fast. So that hashtag Team Fast sounds like a pretty cool brand. It's hip. 
you know, and then you power by fast real estate with new fresh marketing. It's like, Hey, I want to be part of that. So my brand has been really strong to establish myself as a team leader. And then the team fast brand has a really big draw for younger, newer agents coming in to have a fresh brand. And then the, the mature version of that brand is like fast real estate broke by ESP. So that brand in June, uh, July, August, when people didn't want to join a team, you know, my team, team fast, uh, or the Kenny Trunk team, fast agent team. I don't, I don't ever refer to my team as Kenny Trunk team. That's why we've grown so fast, but other people might. So people that wanted to look at our company, but they want to be on team fast or any team, they can come to fast real estate broke by ESP. It's like, we, we want the agents. I think this is a feature of teams. We want the agents to be completely independent. Um, in their branding, but be dependent on us in the back end. So it, from the front, it might not even look like there's any affiliation, but if they choose to align with us and promote our brand, Team Fast, Fast Real Estate, it makes recruiting way easy. Because, you know, imagine you bring people to our team meetings, then they sign up versus, you know, going out there, like some knuckleheads at ESP, cold calling people or texting or, but you know what that is. Like, we don't do that. We just bring people to our meeting. This is what we offer. Check it out. Kenny, I've had uh, a, a fair number of team leaders on this podcast in the past. And when we talk about hiring, they always use this phrase. What is it? Hire slow, fire fast. <laughs> <laughs> and you start laughing when you hear that. You are not hiring slow. Wait, actually, you're talking about teams. I don't know how other teams grow. I've only know how I grew my team fast. So I don't know how other people grow. And also, I, what I've seen other teams... There, because my girlfriend was interviewing, my girlfriend's a different team. I had her interview with different teams, like eight or nine last year. And one thing we learned is most teams don't run an operation. They just have people talking to them. They just do deals. They don't have systems. They don't have accountability. They don't have set meetings. They don't have like this, this, this. So for us, you know, having specific roles on our team, um, we also have six virtual assistants and the virtual assistant helps us with the randomest tasks possible. But being organized, when people are coming in, they're almost like in a long-term boot camp. Here's an onboarding checklist. If you want this, this is what you have to do step-by-step. Step. You come to the meetings, here's a recorded training. Uh, so for us, like we're, we're much more organized. I think that's what we're able to recruit. A couple quick notes before we wrap things up. Kenny will be the first to admit that all of this was not easy. You just heard him say that they run an organized operation now, but that was not the case early on. Logistics were a real struggle last summer. He was hiring staff to help with things like marketing, training, operations, all that stuff. And Kenny says everyone was kind of stepping on each other's toes, getting in each other's way. Then they did a big restructuring in December, and things have been smooth since then. So as we wrapped up our conversation, I asked Kenny, what does the future look like? Well, he wants to keep adding agents. He wants to have an office in like every city, he says. And he wants to create more wealth opportunities for the people that are part of Team Fast and Fast Real Estate. One thing as a leader, right? This I got from KW, as you're growing your ecosystem, the bigger you grow, the more room you have for everyone. So if I grow bigger, there's more op opportunities for team leaders to rise than my network. Like I, I'm a, I was a 56 million team. Great. Well, once I'm a billion dollar team by next year, well, there's going to be many, many 56 million dollar teams in my company. It took me 10 years to get there. I can get people there in like two, three, four years. And then as as we get bigger, overall, the team members get bigger and it'll attract more and more people. So I, I feel like, you know, we're really growing our dream company and brokerage exactly the way we want to grow it, which is not unheard of. And then, you know, I, I make fun of other companies all the time on my social media, which is actually a big part of my recruiting. But it feels really good to put a dent in some other companies that are completely just crushed our market, whatever that looks like, and to do something different because 
no, like Rise of the Indie, right? I feel like we're the, the first brand ever to make, I mean, probably the nation around to go to 100 team members in a year, but like all these companies are doing it their way. We're coming here. The underdogs is completely coming, crushing it. To be to to go from a 56 million team to, sorry, a 120 million team first year to a billion dollar company within two years is just crazy. And imagine all the opportunities that will open from that. And talking about agent success, like Kenny just was there at the end, you might be wondering how successful are the agents on Kenny's team? That's a fair question. Here's an answer. When we spoke a few weeks back, Kenny had just done an audit. 40 of the first 50 agents that they added were in production. They had a total of 89 escrows pending and three quarters of those were on the buyer side. Of the 115 agents total that were on board, Kenny says he and his sales manager identified about 20 that they needed to check in with and get on track. So swimming against the tide and succeeding. Great stuff. Kenny Trung, thank you so much for joining me on uh, this episode. All right, one more minute is coming up at the very, very end of the show. For now, let's do our takeaways segment. Takeaway number one, Kenny's recruiting was almost an accident. He did dozens of webinars last year when the pandemic hit, and that helped him become a household name among the agents in the Oakland and East Bay areas. Takeaway number two, while a lot of us wonder if offices are even necessary, Kenny grew to nine offices over the past year and did it very strategically. He wants to be in towns where there's little competition, there's a lot of apartments and new construction, and where his team is already getting a lot of leads. Takeaway number three, he's basically an open book when it comes to recruiting. Even before joining, agents can listen in on team meetings. They can read through the company Slack to learn about the team culture, how the team operates. And Kenny says that makes the recruiting much, much easier. Takeaway number four, there's a big focus on culture. Kenny describes it as dynamic and fast paced. He says everyone is connected. They do regular meetings. Uh, the staff hosts Zoom rooms. They just have lots and lots of communication. Only eight agents have left fast real estate over the last year, and seven of those are agents that moved to other markets. All right, if you have questions or feedback about this episode, you can leave a voicemail or send me a text. The number is 415-322-3328. You can send an email. It's walkthrough at homelight.com or find me in our Facebook listener community. Just go to Facebook, do a search for Homelight Walkthrough and the group will come right up. That's all for this week. Thanks to Kenny Trung for joining me and thank you for listening. My name's Matt McGee, and you've been listening to The Walkthrough. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're on a journey to find out how great agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. Go out and safely sell some homes. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Welcome back. Time for another One More Minute segment. Today, I want to share a quote from Harlan Coben. Do you recognize that name? Harlan Coben. He's a prolific New York Times best-selling author, 30-plus books, several of which have been turned into movies. 
and TV shows. He was on Clubhouse about a month ago talking about the writing process. I want you to listen to what he said about self-doubt. Here's the quote. He said, I have written 33 books and every book I thought I sucked. The key is to turn off the voice that paralyzes you when you write your first draft. Just write. You can always fix bad pages. You can't fix no pages. I know writing and real estate are different, but I also know self-doubt can affect all of us. Real estate agents, podcasters, you name it. Turn off the voice that paralyzes you. Just write. You can always fix bad pages. You can't fix no pages. Keep that in mind. Change pages to whatever you might be working on, a new video, a marketing plan, new scripts, whatever it might be. Turn off the voice that paralyzes you. Just get it done. That's one more minute. I'm Matt McGee. Thanks for listening. See you next week with another walkthrough.